Hey guys, welcome to episode 232. This is an episode recorded live at, uh, or on, I should say, the Joko Cruise. Um, oh my gosh, uh, what an embarrassment of riches. I think probably the overall comment from this episode is just going to be, can you please do an individual episode with each one of these wonderful ladies? And the answer is, Oh, heavens will I, if I get any opportunity to do so. Um, I'm not in the same city as a, a couple of them, but, um, but you know, give, give the ladies some love, let them know you would love to hear a whole episode, uh, you, know, you know, on Twitter, et cetera. And, um, and I will endeavor to, uh, to really, really make that happen, um, as quickly as possible. It is an episode of course with Gail Simone and Jean Grey and Rebecca Sugar and they're just all extraordinary and amazing people. So um, I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Really quickly, I just want to thank everybody who came to all of the shows that I was a part of uh, on the Joko Cruise. What a complete and total blast. And uh, I also want to thank Emily and Magda for your wonderful emails. I've not had a chance to respond to them yet, but rest assured I got them, loved them, and I will. And uh, I think that's it for now. Uh, I got to go listen to the most recent episode of of, uh, missing Richard Simmons. Okay, bye. Now entering Nerdist.com Uh, welcome to this is the JV Club. Um, that's my podcast. Uh, I have amazing guests here this afternoon, and we're actually going to get things started if she's ready. With <laughs> we're going to get things. I'm just killing time. Started with a song by the wonderful Rebecca Sugar. Get away, Rebecca. I'll see if I can get this mic to do double duty with this. That was sort of, uh, we thought that was, a go- that maybe it would work. I, so. think it, I think it'll work. Sorry. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> uh, this is a song called Something Entirely New, which is a duet, which I'll do by myself, so that'll sound a little strange. (laughs) Where did we go? What did we do? I think we made something entirely new. And it wasn't quite me, and it wasn't quite you. I think it was someone entirely new. Oh, um, well, I just can't stop thinking. So, different and you hadn't before of course not when would I have ever I'm so sorry no no don't be and now you're here forever what about you what about me you're here too we're here together Mm-hmm. 
that are you going to be singing any more on the rest of the last day of our feels like a month long cruise um, <laughs> oh no this is this is my last performance right here right now with you guys <gasps> it's the last performance you guys thank you for doing it thank you for letting me accost you with my puppy dog energy <laughs> That somehow only becomes worse when I'm with someone who's sort of quiet and collected. I don't know if you guys do that, but if, if somebody comes up to me who's really hyper, that immediately, like, whatever balance the universe wants to exist in, in a conversation, I feel like I'm pretty good at it making that adjustment, whether I want to or not. So I will suddenly become sort of mellow. Uh, but then if somebody that I... Oh, by the way, also if I admire, and maybe you can relate to this as well, is, is also sort of quiet, then I feel like I'm assaulting you. <laughs> like, I recognize Dan Martin, I was one of your videos on the podcast. <laughs> is that a yes? Oh, you haven't even heard what I said. Okay. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Are, do, do you feel like you do that ever? Do you, do you ever, like, balance out an energy in a conversation, or do you feel like you're very consistent? Oh, as the... Um aggressive one <laughs> yeah uh, please say yes please say yes <laughs> I think if i know if i know you really well then yes okay we'll get there yeah <laughs> we'll get to the point where you're like elaine ben is shoving me when we see each other that's a seinfeld uh reference i haven't watched seinfeld in maybe 10 years i'm sure it's still uh making them millions of dollars on channels everywhere. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I have uh, a couple of other guests I'd like to bring out now. Without further ado, uh, I have been really bragging uh, that they're doing the podcast. So let's bring them out now. We have Gail Simone and Jean Grey. Come on over, ladies. No. I really thought I was going to move this table, but I forgot that it's... I'm sure for a while these were 50% lighter and people were just putting them right in their bags. And that's why they realized they needed some intense superhero material that is probably... I think this is marble, but it might actually be something heavier. Um, it's, uh, it's tanzanite? It's tanzanite. I have been... I feel real bad that we haven't had more lectures on tanzanite on this cruise. Has anyone, have you guys done cruises before? And do, are you familiar with the wonders of tanzanite? <laughs> I've done cruises before, have. but they didn't stress the Tanzanite aspect. Yeah. The yeah. Joko cruises, I guess, to the Bahamas really go deep they go hard into Tanzanite. On the Tanzanite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah they and show I still they... don't feel I know what it is. No. You, you never know what it is. Yeah. Um, they, they show up at your room at about midnight. Uh, someone just comes out from behind the curtain on the other side. <laughs> and someone like, crawls out <laughs> from inside your towel animal. <laughs> Boom. Tanzanite. <laughs> don't forget about the Tanzanite. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I did see it listed. Uh, <laughs> this will surprise no one. If I was going to see the word Tanzanite at any time on this cruise, it would have to be in Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> yeah. That's the only place it would make sense. And I definitely saw it and was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. In, <laughs> Along with everything else I don't need right now. In Cabo, <laughs> it's called Tanzanite. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we all made it through. We all made it through. Um, what an amazing cruise this has been to have the whole boat. It's been really remarkable. Yes, it has. I have not believed how wonderful it's been. Do you feel like you've had a chance to dip a toe in all the different stuff that's been going on? Or have you felt almost overwhelmed because there's so much amazing stuff? What do you pick? Um, first off, Janet, dip a toe is gross. <laughs> Uh, scraper. <laughs> I'm 
sure I can do worse. Scrape a fingernail yeah. on the edge of everything. Um, Drag a piece of chalk across a chalkboard that also picks up something else. Um, I think uh, this time I I have seen less um, than than the the previous two times because um, I I tried to actually use some of it as a vacation, uh, which has been. I, I've been going to bed at nine a lot. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it's magical. What a blissful oh. baby's rest oh, I've been man. getting on this on this cruise. Yeah. But also like hitting like I feel like I need to take a nap right after breakfast after yes. I've had nine and a half hours of sleep. Then I eat a lot of food and immediately feel myself <laughs> dozing off. And then try to somehow tell myself I've earned it. Like I did. <laughs> I did really aggressively take that breakfast down. <laughs> You picked up that uh, that poached egg pretty well. I did. You might want to rest your I kinda, arms. I kind of did some presses with it a couple of times. I should probably take a snooze. Ugh. Did you guys travel? Uh, do you, do you, are you travelers in general? Do you find yourself uh, doing that for work and pleasure or, or one or the other? Um, I travel quite a bit, and it used to be conventions were kind of uh, like the spring and, and summer. And just in the United States, now it's all year round, all over the globe. And so I've gotten to go some pretty amazing places. In fact, I first met Jenna in Australia-New Zealand trip, which was really fantastic. Um, and I have to work on the road a lot. Yeah. Do you? And so when you don't have to do it for a convention, except on the cruise where there's no internet. Yeah. Which. Do you, my editors are like, yeah, right, Gail. No. <laughs> I know. Sure. We all need to sign a petition for each other. We were t- <laughs> Rebecca and I were talking about that a couple of days ago. Like, I've, there's a lot of people who can vouch for me. A lot of people who can vouch that I haven't had it. But it's also been such a roller coaster of emotion for me to not have it. Like, sometimes I get real excited that I can't work, and then I go into a panic that everyone hates me because I haven't been available. And then I sort of get angry at the people that I don't know really whether or not they're angry at me or not. Like, it's a whole soap opera going on up here. Yeah, That's what happens when you're not in contact with... You make a a storyline in your your head. And, um, yeah, you you go through uh, varying emotions of of not being able to uh, reach your email. And I just said earlier when we were in uh, Laredo that we had internet for a second... And I opened my email, and there were so many unread. I was like, no, "Shut down! Shut down! Yeah. <laughs> Do not look!" Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Sa- Man, I wish Rebecca would stop interrupting. I know. <laughs> in fairness gotta, to her, you got to chill out. In fairness to her, I gave her the out of you were the musical guest, so oh. technically you can say as little or as much as you want. Well, also, I mean, listen. Gene, listening to you talk has been like my favorite thing on this. Oh, cool. there it is! There it is. Seconded and thirded, and the vote has passed. What other things do we have on our ballot today? <laughs> We're getting real democratic here. Um, Gene, what about you? Did you? And by the way, did you guys kind of grow up traveling, or did? Because for me, I really didn't do much until all of a sudden I was traveling all the time. Yeah. Um, no. I. Uh, well, my. My my parents were traveling very early and um, uh, immigrated to the U.S. when I was very very young, and uh, they were both jazz musicians. So I was traveling a lot with them. And Where did then, they immigrate from? Uh, from Cape Town, South Africa, um, to New York. But they, you know, had previously lived in Europe and 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 all of these uh, other other places, and just traveling with their work. So I, I was traveling at a very very young age with them, like on the road on tour, 
And then there, I guess there was never like a, a break really when I launched into my own career. Um, so I started touring with music when I was about like 16. Um, and I think the first place we went, like after we put out this very, very small independent record was uh, to Tokyo. And I was like, oh, so this is a great place to, um, to go. And, and I was a, a, a huge um, v- video gamer at the time. And we got to Shibuya, which was just nothing Woo! but lights and yeah. video games. So I basically got off the plane and I was like, I am home. <laughs> These are my people. Um, and then I, I did a lot of traveling and, and touring both domestically and internationally for like 25 years. And um, just recently in the past, like, five years, I've been like, I just want to do stuff that's where I want to be. I want to sit down and make things uh, until I can decide to tour those things again. Yeah. Rebecca, what about you? Did you travel much as a, as a youngster? As a young um, youth? Oh, no. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't. Since I started the show, uh, I've traveled a lot more. Um, and I, I've been back and forth to Korea visiting my teams in Korea, mm-hmm. which is just wonderful. Seoul's beautiful. Uh, I got to go to Tokyo, too. I got to go to Shibuya. Um, and I met with uh, some of the animators at Studio Trigger, which is, they, they do amazing, amazing stuff. Um, so, yeah, I've been lucky that I've had a chance to travel for, for work. Where did you grow up? Where uh, would you, for example, where were you a teenager? Oh, Maryland. Maryland. In Maryland. Mm-hmm. In Baltimore or in a smaller? Uh, just outside of D.C. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yes. Uh, and what about you, Gail? Where were you a teen? Um, <laughs> I grew up in a very, in a, actually 25 miles outside of a town of about 3,500. So <laughs> on a farm. So um, traveling was not in even discussed, and, and on the farm it could be rain a lot, be boring after your chores are done, and so I just read and read and read and read about all these fantastic places, and my dream was to be a writer someday and travel the world someday and have all these adventures like the characters in my comic books were having. Well, I hope <laughs> it happens for you. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> and, and because I was told I'd never earn a living writing, I became a hairdresser. And you're very tied into a chair, you know, in that career, which was I, I love doing hair. It was a great career for me. But when I finally got to be a writer and travel the world, it was like, you know, I never dreamed that it actually could happen. Did you have uh, because I've, I sort of still have this in uh, rolling waves, not unlike my emotions, my stages of grief about the Internet on this cruise. <laughs> But this sort of, for, and, and I think it's really fascinating too, because for someone like you, Gene, who your norm was kind of the dream of many other people who are like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sort of stuck in this one place right. and I feel like I want to be out and making art and all that kind of good stuff. And I really, I really shied away from whatever dreams I had and had like sort of uh, concrete job so that I could stay in San Francisco because I was in love with the city. And when I finally started, right... Uh, and when I finally started doing this, um, I would have these panicky moments of like, oh, no, this is what it feels like to really do what you love. How will this be ripped away from me in the cruelest way possible? <laughs> did, you, did you have those feelings or were you sort of – did you feel safe as it started to kind of happen for you? Um, I don't know if I'll ever feel safe. I think that's just the insecurities of being a writer. Yeah. Um, but – 
I definitely, when I'm feeling kind of like panicked or I don't know what's next or, you know, people don't like my writing anymore. I really have learned to try to enjoy the moment and enjoy what's going on now because otherwise it'll just drive me absolutely insane. And I feel lucky to have had this piece that I've had already, no matter what happens next. Yeah. What were the, what were the books and the, the characters that really spoke to you when you were an adolescent and those tumultuous times where we <laughs> all kind of tend to go through feelings of you know, being misunderstood or feeling alone in some way? Well, I, I, I matured early in that respect because <laughs> I think I always felt that way. And so um, these characters came to me probably um, Batgirl on the syndicated television show, probably first, second grade age. And that was a game changer for me because I had never experienced anything like that. Up until that point, I played Batman. I made my brother play the, the damsel in distress. And <laughs> Excellent. Whether he liked it or not. And, um, you know, because that's what I want to do. I wanted to go on adventures and save people and do all these good things. And then Batgirl came on the screen and I was like, whoa, what is this magic? <laughs> This character with all this vibrancy and color, and she was smart, and she read books, and she had agency, and and she had red hair. And yeah. it was I have to, I have to say, don't I mean a lot of the best characters that we grew up loving do. And I mean I could give a shout out to my Anne of Green Gables right now. Get that going. So many good like Pippi Longstocking. There are just so many good misfits who also had red hair. I desperately wanted red hair. <laughs> well, and that was a game changer for me because I saw in that portrayal, you know, her kicking ass. And I was very, very shy. I felt very weird coming from this farm, very poor. And I remember going to school the next day and I literally stood up taller, raised my hand more, kicked the boys back when they kicked me and pulled my hair and um, started to learn to stand up for myself from watching that. So that had a huge influence. And then Wonder Woman, probably around 10 or 12, when I discovered a Justice League comic at a garage sale. And I'd become so frustrated with the um, female-led fiction I was reading because it seemed to me, even though I couldn't voice it at the time, that all of their adventures had to be accidental or thrust upon them. You couldn't be a good girl or be, you know, you had to be proper and polite and all that. And if you were going to go to Oz or go down a rabbit hole, it had to be an accident. You couldn't go out and seek that. And Wonder Woman really changed that whole model for me. Plus she was a princess that didn't need to have a Prince Charming come in and help her live happily ever after. And I was like, this is, this is where I belong. Absolutely. <laughs> and Jean, what about you? When you were um, getting into video games and stuff, was that, uh, was that something that you could that did, was that a constant for you when you were traveling so much was that something that you needed or were you just like I'm um, I can I can I love being all these different places and and not being a lit one particular place um I I, I think it, it was something that was uh, always nice to come home to but I think um, in in particular uh, traveled with uh, I I don't I'd gotten used to traveling on tours with just being the only a uh, woman on a tour bus or on a plane or, or, on, or in the the whole experience, but was never made to feel like, hey, you're getting left out of anything. Um, so I was the person who was bringing like a gaming system on the tour bus because after a show, I'd be like, great, and now so I destroyed all of you on stage, <laughs> and now I want to destroy all of you in Tekken. <laughs> this is fantastic. It's just destruction all the way through. 
Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, what are your go-to games now? With I, no one? Th- that that was uh, huge for me. I think it was like I can remember that being like a, a huge bonding moment when I particularly met uh, the guys that I I ended up kind of making our first records with and stuff. They were having, you know, they lived in like this big like bachelor pad and they're like oh we're all over here doing music and they're like oh we're over here playing Tekken I was like oh I'll I'll try (laughs) (laughs) let me see what happens and like four hours later they were just really distraught (laughs) and I didn't even I didn't come back to record music for the next like two months I just went over there to whoop everybody's ass. Um, the creative brain is always working. Yeah, it's always yeah. working, even if you're not making music. Um, so, so, but uh, a lot of that, there was a lot of uh, uh, comic books in my life and, uh, you know, lived directly next door to a, a comic book store. And, nice. Uh, yeah, have a, a, a brother who's six years older than me and he was... Uh, as well, a, a visual artist, and, and would draw a lot and make his own books. But we would we would end up in there a lot. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where my nerdery began. Flourished. It had yeah. good opportunities. It flourished. It flourished hard. Yeah, Rebecca. What about you? How did you flourish your nerdity? Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, I grew up. Um, my dad was a big animation nerd, and so we grew up watching a lot of. Uh, we had these massive uh, sets of laser discs of Looney Tunes that we would just watch over and over again. Um, and then, so I just stayed into cartoons and I really wanted to be able to make them because he would sort of talk to us about how, you know, wh- how they were made and that these were made by people. So it was sort of like, oh, this is something that, that someone, that artists do. Um, I feel like, yeah, and I, and I just, it, I hit the point where I was a, a teenager and my love of it hadn't gone away and I was starting to notice that that, isn't how it's supposed to work. <laughs> it's like I was supposed to be a little less interested in this, but I was very much uh, interested in it. Um, and I started to uh, just, I just had access to a lot more stuff. Um, I had a, a friend of mine uh, whose name is Connie, who Connie is actually a little named after this friend, actually lent oh, me nice. Utena, which I had never seen. And for me, as like a um, sort of genderqueer bisexual teenager this thing just was like oh <laughs> this is great it's like uh, uh, this anime that where this princess or not princess but this woman, this girl is saved by a prince and instead of wanting to become a princess she wants to become a prince because <laughs> that was great and, and she's so inspired by it and um, it's like about her uh, whole journey and it's also it has, it has these ties to like um, if you go if you trace it sort of Traces stuff all the way back to uh, Takarazuka Theater, which is really inspirational to me. Um, this theater in in Takarazuka, which is where uh Tezuka is from. So there's these themes in like Princess Knight um, of sort of playing with these different sort of gender roles that are expected of these characters. Um, there's this theater in Takarazuka where, where all the parts are played uh, by women um, that's been around for think about a hundred years and uh it's just awesome i went there and i saw them do guys and dolls which oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and it was so amazing uh so yeah i think that that um yeah i just i was always a huge nerd for animation um but i started to get really excited about the, uh, different things that you could do where, where it, it being a medium and not a genre and the all the different kinds of stories that are being told in it absolutely did you guys have um friends that got that that you could really bond 
with about the stuff that you were into? Uh, or did you have, like, for example, there would be stuff I was into that I didn't share. Like, I just didn't happen to have any friends who were into it, but we, ha- we bonded about other things. And then I know other people who have, like, my best friend and I were super into this thing and like we you know drove hardcore into it together and it was our thing like do you know what I mean do you did you feel like you could really talk to and connect with with anybody about the stuff you were passionate about um I I definitely uh I mean I I I had my brother always and um I I guess I didn't know that I was going to be into those kinds of things but it, it was very early on and we're you know 80s babies so there's a lot of uh, Atari, a lot of a lot of Pitfall, a lot of Qbert, a lot of adventure. Um, doing it, and and then I didn't realize how much I'd. I think we both picked up different things from from comic books or even, you know, the the Fantastic Four cassette tapes that we would have like on loop, and um, he picked up the visual artist side of it, and which I always wanted to do, and I thought of it in a different way, like the writing behind it and the idea of creating all these worlds and so I I always had him to bond with over that but I think besides that I had I met one of my best friends when I was four and uh, we were in kindergarten and she was like do you want to come over to my house to play tomorrow do you want to play X-Men and I was like yes I want to play X-Men um so like yeah, I'd, finding you know random people, but I, I think it was it was interesting for me because I, I I always had it at home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what about you? Are you kidding me? I know. I thought <laughs> I knew what was coming, but I, hid, I had my fingers. Crossed. I hid my comics behind Steinbeck, Hemingway, and Shakespeare. <laughs> um, literally, like inside the book, while <laughs> I'd be reading the comic and the title of the you know Hemingway would be out. Um, it wasn't until I met my now husband, actually, um, and he invited me on the incredible year, years-long nagging of his mom. Um, we didn't live in the same town, and he invited me to a Dungeons & Dragons game. Yes. <laughs> no one ever invited Love was you. born. Never. That's fantastic. Um, so we, we have a, a lot in common about that. We, we just... Liked a lot of the same things immediately and, and bonded over that as friends first. And then shortly after that, was it? <laughs> did you did, did the you other two have? I, D&D was something that boys played and I was not permitted. I was not ever asked. I was, it was kept behind closed doors from me. And I was like, this sucks. What's going on in there? This sounds great. I was, uh, I was forced into D&D. Um, <laughs> I was forced into a life in, of D&D when I was very young. <laughs> Um, and, and I didn't, you know, realize how, how much it, it would, I, I guess, make my, my mind work in, in, in different ways. And, and especially with writing and especially with, with writing music mm-hmm. later on. Um, and I'm really sorry that no one has invited you. We should, uh, <laughs> I'll make that an invite right now. We have right. not played D&D in a while, but it could be a thing. You're always invited. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much. You're welcome. Second of all, the only thing that I feel might I really I might want to do is like really take it on its feet. Like I'd like to meet in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that I didn't understand. I was like, what do you mean you guys are sitting around? Come on, let's go. Like if I'm an elf, I gotta get out into it. Okay. I gotta elf it up. She'll be the one on the team that like matches everyone's emotions. <laughs> 
there you go. I'm gonna break. Uh, if it's two up, I'm gonna take it right down. We'll, we'll set oh, up a forest a meeting. Yeah, we'll set yeah. Up a, a whimsical I, I forest don't know meeting. How. Uh, we might actually all have to move to the forest soon. So um, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. We'll just we'll just bring some TNT. Maybe that's what we need uh, of the next cruise is more kind of survivalist classes. Our craft Agreed. classes can turn into like how to build your own cabin, how to build solar panels. This could be great. What, what kind of what kind of music did you guys listen to? Did you have strong feelings and opinions about uh, about what you were putting into your ear holes? Um, <laughs> um, everything there was everything in the house. My you know uh, so so both jazz musicians, but my mom um, kind of there was there was always jazz on on the station uh, WBGO because she uh, they gifted it to her. She says uh, I believe she stole it from the radio station. <laughs> Uh, it was a radio that only played that station, so it would be on all day, all night. It just stayed on, and you know she would quiz us on who the musicians were on different songs. So we we had to learn in a different way. But um, my brother was uh, we grew up in in Chelsea in New York, and in the eighties, so he was doing very punk, very new wave, um, and it was kind of the time of MTV everything. So, uh, and I was doing a lot of uh, piano recitals and ballet classes, so a lot of classics. So I, I got a lot of, there's a lot of music up there that yeah, kind of spans busy. everything. That's so yeah. great. What about you guys? Did you have, was music a big part of your teenagerhoods? Teenagerhoods? <laughs> there's a lot of made up words that are <laughs> bubbling out of this ether. I, I secretly. I kept it very close to the chest, but I was secretly obsessed with musicals and always watching them. (laughs) Um, I don't know why it was that. I was like, I was always sort of muscling my way into comic stores and comic cons and and asserting myself in that world. And then I would very, very privately uh, obsess over musicals and and tell no one. I'm finally coming to, I'm finally being more open about it. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is a funny the the people loving musicals thing that can cross over so many other things that people were into as this sort of side thing that they wouldn't talk about I think like on all levels of whatever if you label yourself at all which is not important but you know if you did at the time think like oh I'm the kind of person who wouldn't necessarily be super into musicals I think it is yeah. there's something very universal if, about a lot if, of that if you want to jam out to any um, Annie or Oliver tunes before oh, we get off the boat straight. I'd be very into that I I, I I would love to see that happen I have and, I, and now well, maybe we'll have to do it and also maybe he'll be mad that I said this out loud so this is a real uh, this could be a huge mistake but Paul F and I are obsessed with the music man obsessed obsessed and so we oh. have this fantasy of doing it and casting it with thrilling adventure people and like it seems so clear there are so many things you can just drop all those different wonderful people into um and, and also uh work juice east so there's just so much but but he's the first person that has met me at the level of the like intellectualizing of that musical that i will get into like listen it's like they were doing things with rhythm i mean no but like i can't i can't even like there's just i, I tur- we turned it into this sort of opus that it's like the, the music of all t- of all musicals for, ne- for the next year. That, that should just be your meetup. Just a really music intense man. midnight <laughs> music, music man man passionate meetup. Meet <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, yeah. What about you? Did you? How was music for um, you? Music. I my home growing up was not a musical house, and therefore I thought I didn't like music because I didn't hear anything that I liked. And um, then I was exposed to um, through my D and D master husband. 
now husband, um, David Bowie and Peter Gabriel and um, <clears throat> the split ends and, and, you know, Ian Hunter. And, and I think that when I look back on it, these artists and musicians were very story-based and the who, and um, then I really was... That's such a good point. <laughs> That's true. I really got into music then and learned that I did love music and that just I didn't love what was being listened to at home. Yeah. What was being listened to at home? Well, my mom was a fan of Elvis, which it's okay. Early Elvis, I'm down with, but yeah. it just was not for me. Um, and there was just a lot of old, like, my grandmother would play these songs on piano, like Puff the Magic Dragon and, you know, all that folksy <laughs> stuff on the farm, uh, Christian songs, stuff like that. And I just didn't, it just didn't yeah, hit me. You that's know? kind of a far cry from David Bowie. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, this is the fastest I will have ever gotten into a mash game, but because I want to hit it with all three of you, um, and I want oh, you to feel like you Janet. can, I want to hit it with all three of you. <laughs> That's the name Woo, of my next right. album. <laughs> it's dedicated to you three ladies. Uh... There's some deep cuts in there, so be careful. Um, I want to give you the chance to explain, you know, if you want to uh, uh, expound a little bit on certain choices, I want to make sure we have time to do that too uh, and, and still get our results. Um, <laughs> there's no way to say that without it sounding like I'm a doctor <laughs> with my prognosis. So before, uh, before we even started, there were some people, some wonderful people here so early that they helped me uh, come up with our MASH categories. So um, we have them ready to go uh, in the quiver that is an arrow reference. <laughs> that is an archery, straight-up archery reference. Um, so the first uh, category that each of you will answer. Now, with MASH, of course, mansion, apartment, shack, house. This is a oh, child's game uh, that I enjoy uh, very much. Calm down. Um, just it's this. a child at heart's game that I play every week. Um, uh, and so you'll give three answers, three answers you like, and then we'll be, there's a very um, important and mathematical eeny meeny sort of process that happens at the end <laughs> at which you will find out which of each category you end up with in your 100% guaranteed fictitious MASH future. Okay, so the first category uh, is three people living or dead, that you would love to collaborate on something with. So it could be collaborating on a writing project, collaborate on uh, writing a musical together, uh, anything like that, three people uh, from each of you. And anyone can start at any time. Um, uh, um, okay. Uh, uh, Prince. Great. Uh, Josephine Baker. Yes. Gilda Radner. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, also, this is like, this basically is improv, which means you have to make quick choices and then regret them later. <laughs> Not to say regret them, but you'll probably think of one person. I always am like, why didn't I Wait say? <laughs> That's okay. It's the nature of the beast. Okay. Joe Kubert, David Bowie, Shakespeare. Great. Oh, yes. Shakes. I hope I remember. I hope I know what that means. Okay, uh, Rebecca, any thoughts? Living or living or dead. Um, living or dead. Uh, to write, to write with. Yeah, sure, or anything, anything that you would like to make. Uh, uh, Fossey. Right. Oh my God, that's great. Um, oh, B Foss. Nope, wow. nope. No one's ever called him that. Yeah. <laughs> He, he might have I felt it felt wrong the second it tumbled out. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, Irving Berlin. Great. Damn it. Um. 
also, this is a contest. I forgot to tell you. Uh, uh, Jean Grey? Yeah, come on! Come on! We could make that happen today. Uh, okay, awesome. All right, so our next category for each of you is three... Okay, this is good. Uh, three cosplays whose powers you have when you're wearing that cosplay. Uh, but only then. So whenever you put the costume on, you have those powers. Three. Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> just think about it and you got them. It's just there. Um, uh, I guess I gotta say Jane Grey. That's... <laughs> I'm I'm happy with that. That's fine. Um, I'm going to be very specific and uh, say Storm, but uh, Halle Berry playing Storm for the first time, except I can nail the character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. disappointing. It just wasn't quite as good as her Catwoman. It- <laughs> Side note, I was in Catwoman. (laughs) And I did have a scene with the tiny little Halle Berry. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life. But she was really nice, but it was a horrible shoot. And it was before I moved to L.A., but it was a job I booked in L.A. And it was one of those things. Like, it was an experience that you hope is going to be great. And they kept me for, like, a full 24 hours. It was, like, 4 in the morning. And I was driving back to my friend's couch that I was crashing on, just weeping. Like, is this what I signed up for? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I've written down Storm de Costanza. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, ladies, in no particular order. And even if you have one and you want to shout it out and then keep thinking, that's okay too. Okay, we're still on the cosplay, right? Cosplay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman. Great. Doctor Who. Yes. Great. This one's harder. Doctor Strange. Oh! <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So many, so many medical professionals in this. I'm going to put Dr. Wonder Woman, too, just so she doesn't feel left out. Well, she can't do anything. Yeah, so. exactly. She's, we're in good shape. Rebecca, how about you? Gosh, I don't know. I think... I like, I'd like to have, like, Violet from The Incredibles, like, invisibility yeah. and, and, and a shield combo. It's a nice... Perfect. Very defensive... As a de- <laughs> person, one could be. I'd like to just. I'd like to just not be here, and if I'm here, you can't hurt me. Uh, great. Uh, <laughs> and I guess. Uh, I guess maybe like Monkey D. Luffy or Elastigirl Ooh. flexibility uh, general. That uh, either either way. I'm putting Elasta just because I knew how to spell that uh, really quick. Am I going to like do an Incredibles yeah. sweep? Um, Edna, and then I could have great fashion. Sense. I'll just go all in, all incredible. And then I would be, I'd be Brad Bird, so I could. Oh my god! I, her line, uh, it, it looks like who's the who's the other main? What's well, the? It's the line about the costume designer. Now I'm blanking on who the costume designer that was being referenced from like 1930s was. But she was like, it's like so and so designed a costume. Oh, Edith uh, d- threw up. Edith had yeah. threw up, and that throw up designed that costume. Right. <laughs> I was like, that is a genius line. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, next category is uh, three <laughs> unconventional materials to build your home. 
Uh, I'm going to go with people. <laughs> All righty. That's not creepy at all. Uh, oh, a chain mail. Great. And uh, because um, I've lived in, in many uh, apartments in, in New York that you, you, you go and you're like, oh, man, these are beautiful. They're, they're awesome. They just built this. And it's so uh, cheap and we're moving in and it's great. And then um, about two weeks later, you discover you can hear everything in the entire world from everyone around you. Um, so I'm going to say what I always uh, call those apartments is that they're built out of spit and feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Okay. Dinosaur bones. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Broadswords. Ooh, <laughs> wonderful. And I don't know, rocks from under the sea. I love it. Very beautiful. Houses. Yeah, right? Rebecca, what about you? Maybe like, maybe like carved out of one gigantic piece of wood? Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, maybe like all, all glass, but some great unbreakable kind of glass. <laughs> uh... uh Maybe just nothing and I can live outside? <laughs> That's great. These are very, very solid answers. Rocks. It's cool. I didn't accidentally write the wrong uh, answers in the wrong person's thing. Uh, under And I'm hastily trying to fix it while hoping no one notices. Okay. Uh, and then the next category, second to last category, is... Okay, uh, this is a perennial favorite of mine. In this world, there may be a food or a substance, a beverage, uh, that is not good for you for some reason or other, um, whether you have an allergy to it or it's fattening or you feel too sleepy after you eat it, like breakfast here on the ship. Um, yeah. But in this world, it's actually like nutritious and you can have it at the snap of a finger. Um, and it can also just be something you love that you can't have access to because you don't live in the same places. This is a snap of the finger. Eat it in perpetuity with no negative ramifications. Three. Somebody's ready to go. Shoot, shoot. I, got you. I got one for you. I got a category for you. I only have one. Pretzels. I was Why are pretzels bad? Have to be so bad. Oh, I mean, I can think of things that are worse, but it's cool. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just in terms of I'd like, like to be able to eat infinite. infinite oh pretzels. hell yeah! Soft or crunchy? Both. Yeah. <laughs> soft All pretzel. Of them. Soft pretzel with salt and like a weird gooey cheese substance, oh. like a hot yeah. hot cheese. <laughs> That's the first cut on my album. Uh, I want to hit all of you or hot whatever it was that I said. Yeah, hot cheese. Okay, pretzels. Anything else? Triple pretzel. Me, oh, I was I was just well that just dreaming dream. about that was, yeah. Yeah. unlimited pretzels. Two kinds of pretzels. So okay, so pretzels. Right. Hard pretzel soft. <laughs> pretzel soft. Um, yeah, I guess that's sort of similar, but I feel like I wish bagels weren't so bad. For that's you. great. Bagels, love it. Okay, great. Oh, cheeseburgers. Great. Let me pronounce sure cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Uh, just can I uh, just combine as 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 one thing, uh, but it's three things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm open they, to it. I'm open okay, to okay, it. Okay, but but you'll understand, and they mm-hmm. all go together. Is uh, wine, bread, and cheese? Oh yeah, fine. <laughs> Great. Just as a as a fucking combo. Absolutely. <laughs> Done. Uh, 
and and then I will I will uh, go off of your pretzels, but I will make a specific pretzel. It's Auntie Anne's pretzel bites. <laughs> Jesus, great, 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 great. Gail, what about you? Uh, mango lassies. Ooh, great one. Oh. Uh, peanut butter. Yeah, that's yeah. on my list yeah. for sure. Hmm. Trying to think, what else would I go out of my way for? I don't know. I I wouldn't mind having like unlimited Thai tea, mm-hmm. iced great, Thai great. tea, all that heavy milk yeah, in milk. it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, sugar. So good. Yeah, that's a real strong combo they've got going. Uh, fantastic. Okay, and then the final category is three uh, places that you would have a vacation home. That's where your mansion, apartment, shack, or house is going to come into play. But these uh, are in places, uh, fictitious places, places in films, uh, literature, comics, video games, a world that you would want to escape to. You can sort of uh, transport yourself there, teleport yourself there, I'll say. Um, so getting there isn't a problem. You have this little home in one of these places. Three. Uh, this sounds like a terrible one, um, but it, it, it it's the thing that kind of launched me into writing and I feel like although he gets a, he's got a real bad rap but I would hang out with him um, and, and I'm sure it exists so I'm going to go with uh, the Jabberwocky summer home because <laughs> he needs to get away sometimes uh, great uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I want to hang out in um, specifically in Oz, but specifically uh, the Wiz version, because yeah. I want to hang out uh, with the Tin Man in his junkyard because they got some good jams fucking going on in there. Hell and yes. Teeny, we got to save Teeny. Oh, that's great, Wiz junkyard, <laughs> fantastic. And um, and also I would like to not breach Narnia, but I would like to work uh, in just just outside of the wardrobe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> as kind of the welcome staff. Oh, the, gre- oh, the greeter. And, and just have the a greeter. little home there. So if I needed to get out real quick, I yeah. could. Yeah. Great. Wardrobe greeter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could sound less imaginative. <laughs> I really cheapened that up, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Wardrobe greeter. Um, great. Okay. How about Gail or Rebecca? Um, thigh mascara. (laughs) And I would like to go to that village in Gene All's Mammoth Hunters. Oh, okay. (laughs) And the Shire. (laughs) Not too late to say Hogwarts, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I feel its absence. Keenly from these lists. Oh, jeez. But that's that's supposed to be around, right? That's supposed to be it's real. Dangerous there. You could die. Yeah, everything's sort of supposed to be real. Um, I feel like I would want to do like a Ocarina of Time tri- triple, just get a couple locations. Where, which uh, where? Like uh, get like do like a get one of those stumps in the Kokiri Forest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe do like a lake house on Lake Haley, like. Uh, Hylia, yeah. I always said it wrong as a kid. <laughs> I was about to say it wrong. Uh, yeah, maybe like, I don't know, sublet some spot in the castle. Or <laughs> I like a sublet. <laughs> That's great. It's very practical. I all the time. We're, really, we're really down to earth people, you guys. That's great. <laughs> okay, I've got that as all one thing, so I just need two more from you. 
<laughs> I thought you were saying like maybe like Probably a combo of one, please. Well, then I can because I'm not in the castle sure. full time. It's, it's got it. It's a timeshare. Yeah, like a timeshare. <laughs> got it in the castle. Okay, great. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Oh, I did. Now I did split them up. Do you want me to not split them up? up? Okay. No. I, yeah. I'm not sure. I'll, okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm gonna keep them. I'm gonna keep them as they are because I want to do this. Have time to announce the results, uh, and that also allows us to get a, a, another song from you, which I'm very excited about. So, um, for what I'm gonna do is. Uh, each one of you will just before we do that, just tell me when to stop. And this is just the means by which I determine, like the number that I use to go eeny meeny miny mo. Basically, oh boy, it really muddied that up. Uh, Jean, you tell me when to stop, starting right. now. Stop. Okay. Uh, Gail, you're next. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. And Rebecca, tell me when to stop. Okay, great. All right. And would you mind uh, playing us another one of your wonderful songs? Sure. Thank you. I'll do, um, I'll do the song uh, Everything Stays, which I wrote for Adventure Time. almost done are you available to just uh come sing lullabies at some point <laughs> this evening because that would really work out for me thank you if i could just leave the balcony door open so there'd be water right, i'll just wait till everyone's asleep and just tiptoe out <laughs> you're just going to crawl out from inside that towel <laughs> with your ukulele made of tanzanite <laughs> going to be great. Uh, I am very pleased with these results. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. <laughs> do you each need a private consultation, or can we do this together? Uh, okay, this is great. Uh, Jean, I'm going to start with you. Okay. 
First of all, I want to congratulate you on your... Now, this only makes sense. Look, mansion, apartment, shack, house. We never know what we're going to get. But you ended up with a shack. Now, the shack is oh, inside yeah. of Oz in the junkyard. It would be weird if it weren't like a cute shack, right? If yeah. it, you don't want a mansion. Like a mansion show, in a junkyard. All showing off. That and what would, would it be, be made rude. of? Yeah. Also, this shack is made of people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, most of the stuff there was made out of, like, people. Yeah. I so, mean, Oz is probably the safest place for yes. you to have that house. Yes. <laughs> that shack, I should say. Um, I want to congratulate you on your uh, unlimited supply of Auntie Anne's pretzel bites. <sighs> That's a fantastic. I hope that you will willingly share those with your collaborator your, uh, in art. Ms. Josephine Baker. Oh, my God. Uh, and when you just need to get away from it all, and uh, if you'll pardon my saying, fuck some shit up, <laughs> put on your Deadpool costume. <laughs> and go straight to town. Yep. Fantastic. Gail, I've got you next. You have a beautiful house in the Shire. Yeah. Very easy to imagine. And your, uh, your house is built from rocks from under the sea. <laughs> Which is like, you're going to be the envy of everybody in the Shire, I think. Right? I mean... Well, why not? It's going to be the, these where all the 11th birthdays are going to be. That's right. Uh, where also you have an unlimited supply of delicious Thai iced tea. Oh, which you've awesome. made us all crave right now, I feel sure. <laughs> not the only one. Um, you uh, ha- have collaborated and will continue to do so with Joe Kubert. Sweet. And you can put on your Doctor Strange cloak. Yeah. <laughs> At will. Awesome. Strange it up. Also not an expression. Oh my God, that'd be so amazing if Dr. Strange was like, I bet a strange it up. <laughs> Boo. I was going to be like, get you some strange. Yeah, that's, that's, really, that's really what he should be saying. Um, and I think, let's see, that, oh yeah, and so that's it for you, which, fantastic. And then, uh, Rebecca, you ended up with a uh, shack in the, uh, it's, I guess it's, it's a shack made out of a stump <laughs> in Fukiri Forest. Okay. Uh, cool. Which that, actually, yeah, weirdly, it is made out of wood. That was one of the things that you <laughs> said. Right. So you intuited just, all of this. Yeah, I know exactly what I'm I want. I'm super impressed. <laughs> yeah. uh, that means you also know that you uh, will be working with, and actually, I do think you intuited this, Jean Grey. Oh, cool. <laughs> on Come something live in my stump with wonderful. I like wood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, let's meet at my stump instead of the people house, please. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, your ability to cosplay and have the powers of Elastigirl. Oh, cool. Stretch it out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Slightly better than when I say stretch it out and stretch it out. <laughs> anyway, I'll be teaching my exercise class later this afternoon. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, that does it for our MASH game, and it is 159, so I feel like that, that, that couldn't have not worked out better. So um, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming. This has been such a treat. Thank you for making this last day on the cruise extra magical for me. I'm excited about all the great rest of the stuff that's going on, and um, you know, we can all take eight to nine naps between now and the next thing we do because we're being lulled like a beautiful set of babies. <laughs> A set of babies? Yeah, like a collector set. I would like collect the Joko set, set of babies. Of babies. <laughs> I would right. do it. Yeah. Um, have a great rest of your cruise, you guys, and uh, see you everywhere. Because it's a small <laughs> ship. <laughs>
As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 